Welcome to the Truth CSGO podcast, episode 35, an interview with Danny Zonic Sorensen, the coach of Astralis. So this interview was conducted at IEM Sydney 2018, which was almost a month ago now. And I uh, would have loved this content to be out much sooner. I know I promised it all would come out far sooner. <sighs> but life, you know, life. I haven't been going through the easiest time recently. And I've just moved house. And I think when people said that to me in the past, I just moved house. It's like, okay, yeah, but it doesn't stop you doing things right. But it kind of does. It kind of does. It's pretty stressful. Uh, and it's kind of kind of emotional as well because you pull out everything that you own and you put it into a box and then you move it elsewhere and then you pull it out of the box again. And it means that you actually, I mean, if you do it properly, you go through every little item and object that you own. And if you're anything like me, uh, items have nostalgia value. <laughs> so I don't know. I find it quite melancholy going through things. Maybe it's different um, depending on if you're moving with someone, but I've been moving by myself and uh, that's been my experience. Anyway, look, this interview with Danny, uh, I call him Danny like I know him, uh, Zonic, the coach of Astralis, isn't my best and not because he was anything but lovely and gracious and very helpful, but I just wasn't as prepared as I wanted to be for this guy. I wasn't sure that I was even going to get to speak to him. Um I would have spoken about his two children had I uh, been better prepared. I would have spoken about the fact that he's about to get his master's in uh, IT and business, which, considering he's also coaching the number one CSGO team in the world, is pretty impressive. But I think the most interesting thing about this interview is the uh, idea of the sports and CSGO crossover that is currently propelling Astralis to the top. And... This, for me, is a confirmation, really, of some of the things that I've been banging on (laughs) relentlessly about on this podcast. I'm sure you're all so sick of hearing me talk about soccer and CSGO and basically ask every single CSGO pro I can get my hands on, do you play soccer? Why are you not playing soccer? But I guess uh, you'll hear Zonic talk about the handball coach or the ex-handballer they have in as their sports coach and the fact that he's bringing so much of his theory from the sports world into their practice, especially. Uh, Zonic wouldn't go into too many details about how that practice works, but if you recall on my... It was my last podcast, maybe it was my interview with uh, Majisk, perhaps, where, where I talked about Peak by Anders Ericsson, which is a book that uh, explores all about selective and specific practices... Um, then you will identify some of the things I talked about then in this particular interview with Zonic. So it's fascinating in that regard, and I hope you enjoy it. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave me a review on iTunes or Stitcher. The gambling episode is coming out very soon, and um, if you want to bug me about that, I'm sure it'll come out even sooner. You can email me the truth at the, the, the truth CSGO at the truth CSGO.com. I haven't said that in a while. Or get me on Twitter at the Truth CSGO. I've also got a listener question that I will address next podcast. In the meantime, enjoy Danny Zonic Sorensen. 
Welcome to Sydney. Thank you. It's great to have you back. It's great to be here. Lovely city, lovely country. On my podcast, I talk a lot about the psychology of the team and the players and what I can see. And Australians, as far as I can tell, have the best team chemistry. And I think a lot of that seems to come from you. Would you agree? You're an integral part of that? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't take the credit for it. I think it's, uh, it's the mixture of, of the players uh, itself, uh, and then obviously me as well, uh, but also the team behind Astralis. Uh, we're doing a lot to improve and to take some of like the best uh, parts of two worlds, uh, where I think about the, the, the sports world in general, because we have a former handball professional as our sporting director, and then uh, we take the best of, of how we approach Counter-Strike and what we believe, uh, from my experience as a player, what, what I believe was the right thing to, that we did back when I was playing. Uh, we mix these two things and, and that is what comes out of it, uh, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, we are, we are an open team and we discuss whatever issues we have. Uh, we specifically put time into uh, um, during after practice, we have times set off just to talk about whatever issues people have with each other, or in-game wise, out-game. Uh, so we, we talk a lot on our team, and we don't just play a lot. Uh, we also do stuff together, and I think that's really important uh, to function. In order for us to function as a team and to perform, I think it's it's really good that people function as well uh, on a social uh, level. <coughs> well, let's just take a step back, because I, I did talk recently about this handball history. And one of the things that I'd, I'd heard mentioned in an interview was that um, the targeted practice that comes from the sports world, you guys are integrating a lot more. Is that correct? Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, we, uh, we start out the day. Uh, could be physical exercise or talk with our mental coach. Uh, uh, we even had um, uh, a famous Danish actor uh, who plays... Uh, uh, the Putin character in House of Cards. He's uh, Danish. I'm only thinking uh, of Mads Mikkelsen now. I can't. Uh, yeah, it's his brother, actually. Oh, it? Lars well, Mikkelsen. There you go. Okay. Yes, exactly. Lars uh, he came over and he talked a little bit about pressure on stage and how he approached mm-hmm. stuff. And and I remember him saying that he was especially nervous to to play with Kevin Spacey. Um, but when he arrived there, <laughs> for, he, for obvious reasons. Yes, or? exactly. <laughs> uh, so when he arrived there, he he shook hands with everybody and he. He kind of touched stuff on surface around the arena or the, the place where they were recording and we, we talked a little bit about him, about the pressure and, and how we should approach that and he came up with some really good ideas and, on, on how to approach it, like own the stage in, in some way. So, so we're doing a lot of stuff uh, to improve um, and that can even be in terms of jet lag and stuff. We, uh, we have a professional who came over uh, with these lamps so that you, you have to turn them on, the light on a special, yeah, exactly, on a specific time in order for us to, to cope with that because that has been an, a huge issue for us last year. Uh, How's that working? Uh, it was all right, it is all right. Uh, we still use it, uh, not as much as maybe I want, uh, but I think that in general people, I think it's a very individual problem in terms of jet lag, so it works for some of us, but, but for the others it doesn't work. and. Then we have Civics who uh, who doesn't get jet lagged at all, so uh, so it, it, it's free for people to use. Uh, but but just the fact that Astralis behind us or Refresh, they do everything on such a small scale as well, mm. with all the small things uh, in order for us to just give that extra percentage. Uh, that's that's really. Uh, that, that really makes me happy uh, that I have such a great team behind me as well. So let's just cycle back again. You mentioned your mental coach. Is that Mia? Is she still involved? 
she's still involved, uh, but we also have another guy who. Uh, so so Mia is like our psychologist, mm -hmm. where Lars, who is the other one, who, who's more. He has a military background. Okay. So he's more in terms of, of uh, structure and, and setting right. specific goals. Uh, discipline. For, yeah, exactly. Push-ups. Yes. Ah, not not push-ups, <laughs> but uh, discipline. Uh, in terms of, of, of uh, being open with each other, um, talking before matches, looking at how we practice, because that has changed a lot since Kiabi left us. Uh, I can't go into details because I think that that plays a huge role in, in how we perform and how our team play is working. Okay. Uh, so it's, it, it is for us. It's not just going into the server, uh, playing scrim against other teams, and just yeah, go to bed and not evaluating or not talking about what what happened and stuff. We are very extremely detailed with how we practice nowadays. So you're telling me that the secret sauce that's coming out of the Australis team right now is due in a lot in part to how you're practicing, exactly. and a new form of practicing. Yeah. Involving, involving push-ups. Uh, no, not involving, <laughs> involving push-ups. <laughs> involving standing at attention at 6am in the morning and playing a trumpet. Yeah. Well, so, um, one of the theories that I've talked about on my podcast often is the last time we really saw you guys as a team that was really competing on a high level before Marseille was the major. And specifically, I got the impression that you were anti-stratting SK to such a degree that maybe your own gameplay had been forgotten a bit. Do you think that may have happened? Yeah, I think that there is a fine line between going too much with the anti-stratting uh, because we rely extremely much uh, on, on playing a structured way, taking map control, uh, pretty much just uh, make, ensuring that no matter where we go or what duels we take, we have the highest chance of, of winning that duel. So, just to give an example, if uh, Magic wants to push underground on overpass, for example, uh, if he wants to do that, he has to call someone in uh, so that there are two people. Because, mm -hmm. uh, in theory, that makes it a better possibility of, of taking that. Yeah, exactly. It's like in kindergarten. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Uh, hold your hands and go yeah. go straight forward. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Um, and don't talk to strangers. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, that that's that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much our, our, our plan. Yeah. Okay. What about this exercise that you guys have sometimes scheduled? Another little theory of mine is that um, team sports actually contribute to your level of play in Counter Strike and your spatial awareness. Do you take that into account? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it was Casper, our sporting director, who uh, who uh, arranged that. Um, and I think it's, it's obviously it's, it's two-folded. Uh, one part is just to analyze what makes you the best kind of Counter-Strike athlete uh, possible, uh, measuring some of the players uh, and, and through their statistics, maybe get a grasp of, of what level should you be uh, uh, in terms of that in order to, to perform. Uh, because we travel a lot and we play a lot of hours and uh, sitting down in a chair for, for so many hours can 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 cause backache, and and we saw it last year with us having to to substitute device for for some time. So for us, it's it's really important that 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 also get into integrated into the team. Uh, it's also something that uh, on a social level uh, uh, bonds us even better. Um, if it's not fitness, then we just ensures that we go out uh, at least one day and then walk for, for 30 minutes talking about this and that. One last question. Are you going to do a shoey today <laughs> or uh, in the finals if Australia's take the final match? Oh, I would. 
Uh, but does it have to be my own shoe? I would probably be a little bit gross to, to, to drink from another shoe, but... Uh, yeah, like would you rather drink from my shoe? Yeah, probably. I, I, I could get torn into that. But really? Thinking about me having to drink from my own shoe and then a 25-hour flight back oh, right. home with a, yeah, fair enough. With a wet shoe. <laughs> uh, well, I will happily donate my shoe if Australis win. Yes. Ah, yeah, Sydney. All good. Good, best of luck. I'm ready. Thank you. Thank you so much.